I mean, we had some really good and worthwhile reports on how the transport sector should transform to carbon neutrality. There, there were, you know, reports on that, but they were 2,000 pages long. So w what we've done is kind of boil it down. And I think that will be useful to other actors. Welcome to Smart in the City, the Bobble podcast. I am your host, Tamlin Shimizu, and really at Bobble, we aim to connect the players in the smart city industry with high quality information and ideas through our platform and services. This podcast is really an extension of this goal and mission to drive the change for a better urban life. And today we are journeying now to Sweden to speak to Noak Vestaberi, who is a project manager at the Swedish Climate Policy Council, working on the Panorama Project. Welcome. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, dig in a bit deeper and... Um, yeah, speak a little bit more about what Panorama does and what your role is. But let's first break the ice a bit and maybe talk a bit about Sweden, um, which, by the way, I, I happen to be going to um, on Tuesday. I'll be there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in Gothenburg for the Polis conference. And yeah, it's actually my first time going. So I'm I'm a little bit excited. Oh, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you where whereabouts are you from? Uh, I'm from uh, uh, a region called Värmland uh, originally, which is quite close to Norway. Uh, but now I live in Eskilstuna, which is uh, about an hour outside of Stockholm. Uh, so th th that's where I work, Stockholm, at the minute. Yeah, lovely. I haven't, I don't think I plan to go on that side yet, but uh, looking forward to it. So uh, <laughs> we'll... I guess this segment is called Let Me Embarrass Myself a Bit because but I am a complete beginner at Swedish, as you know, probably. And I'm just wondering if you can teach me a couple words. Sure. <laughs> For example, how can I say something like livable city or something along those oh, lines? Uh, I, think, I think a word that we use uh, qu quite a lot is good bebygd milieu. That's a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good livable environment yeah. <laughs> or as you say in german umwelt i like that word uh good bebygd milieu okay we're, we'll give it a shot good and then one more time please can you can you repeat the the, the long uh, sure, one sure <laughs> good bebygd milieu bebygd milieu perfect you got it okay <laughs> so now you got a flashy word Okay. Yeah, thank, <laughs> thank you. Um, so now I have uh, something to say to the people when I journey up there. <laughs> I might want to learn like, hello, how are you first? But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Cool. So yeah, let's, let's dig in here a bit further. Uh, I really want to know more about your work. And can you walk us through really what Panorama is? Um, what does it do? Sure. Uh, so the Panorama tool, it's a, it's a visualization tool uh, that, that shows uh, kind of the Sweden's journey towards uh, net zero emissions by 2045, uh, which is our national climate target. Uh, 
So the idea is basically to to break down lots of heavy and uh, hard to penetrate PDF reports. Uh, I'm sure you've read a few yourselves. Uh, I know I have. Uh, and I mean, th there's there's usually quite a lot of interesting and hot information in there, but it's usually buried, you know, deep within lots of, you know, hard to read sentences and and figures and tables and stuff. So what we wanted to do uh, is to approach this in a different way and kind of dig the most important pieces of information out of these heavy reports and present it in a way uh, that builds uh, a wholesome picture of uh, what the transition could look like uh, in terms of uh, uh, what are the, the transitional uh, solutions uh, to decrease our, our uh, emissions from different activities. Uh, so for example, if you look at the transport sector, we have uh, you know, roughly 70 or 80 even percent of the emissions coming from, from car journeys. Uh, so so the, the problem here is that we use cars for transportation and they run on fossil fuels, right? So yeah. we, we can do this uh, in different ways. We can choose different modes of transportation like uh, public transportation, walking or biking. Uh, we can also choose to, to travel less uh, like you and me are doing here. Uh, we're having a video chat, right? Uh, we wouldn't be doing this podcast probably before the pandemic. So, uh, so that's a pretty cool thing. Uh, and we can also shift, you know, the energy that we use for, for the cars, uh, if we still need to, to use cars. Uh, so we have, you know, electricity or biofuels, uh, as viable options. So, so what we've, we, we started out with was, uh, to kind of map out these, uh, transitional solutions, uh, for the transport sector, uh, initially, uh, and we found that, okay, uh, well, this, this seems to be doable. Uh, so, uh, we also applied, uh, indicators to, to kind of give, a give some insights to how is it going right now? Uh, how is the share of public transportation, uh, increasing or decreasing over time? Uh, uh so we, we thought that was quite interesting, but the next part that we wanted to also showcase was, uh, what kind of policies and, uh, and other measures are in place? Uh, to you know, increase the transition pace, uh, and also uh, what what you know suggestions are out there from NGOs or from uh, from uh, uh, agencies or uh, you know uh, other other stakeholders, uh, also the the financial sector and uh, the businesses throughout Sweden. Uh, so. We, we found that that it was quite a useful thing for the transport sector, and decided to to go go on and do the rest as well. Uh, so we've been on that journey since 2018, and when I say we, uh, that includes uh, the Climate Policy Council and the Swedish Environmental Protection Agency uh, and the Swedish en Energy Agency. Uh, so we've done we've done this in collaboration three. Uh, three different governmental agencies, uh, and also a startup company called Climate View, uh, and th they are the ones that have been develop developing the the software for this the platform that we use. Uh, so, so it's been a kind of public-private uh, cooperative uh, journey uh, going on now, some three years. 
Uh, and uh, now we have a tool that uh, showcases, I think, somewhere 70 or 80 different transitions throughout different sectors, uh, as well as, uh, I think, 250-something uh, measures and policies uh, and suggestions uh, that are uh, applied to, to different transitions. Uh, so it, it gives you a, a kind of rough map on on uh, uh, on how the transition could look and uh, where we where we're standing right now. Yeah, you know, when I first saw the tool, I was really blown away with how comprehensive it was and how much of a, a nice holistic view it gave of so many different sectors of um, so many options and how to reach those targets. Mm -hmm. um, so my question for you, having mapped it all and having that comprehensive view, um, do you have like a, a positive feeling about the future or do you feel um, like those targets are reachable? Yeah, I mean, I I do in in some uh, in some areas uh, we can see that the transition is actually going faster than most people thought a few just a few years ago. So uh, the electrification of of the personal transportation uh, is quite a qu quite rapidly increasing in Sweden now. In fact, in October, uh, I think half of the cars that were sold were were chargeable cars. Uh, so either uh, electric vehicles or plug-in hybrid electrics. Uh, so that transition has been going quicker than, than a lot of uh, stakeholders uh, thought. Um, and in other areas, uh, maybe the transition is a little bit slower. Uh, but, but, you know, the transition is not necessarily a linear curve either. Uh, in, in some instances, say... Uh, I mean, the iron production in Sweden stands for roughly 10% of our uh, emissions. Uh, so that's, you know, 10%, that's a lot. Uh, and you don't, you don't just shift that uh, linearly by doing small incremental steps to decrease the emissions. Uh, but you actually have to shift the entire process that's used for, for manufacturing iron. Uh, and there's two, uh, two projects that are currently working on implementing that in Sweden now. It's uh, the hybrid project, uh, which is a collaboration between SSAB, LK, LKAB, and uh, Swiss Steel, uh, instead of using coal. Uh, and they, are, they have actually started uh, uh, the manufacturing in, in their demo plant, and uh, uh, th they have customers that want to uh, you know, purchase this uh, climate-neutral iron uh, and uh, the first trucks have actually been uh, manufactured uh, by, I believe it's Volvo that, that have manufactured trucks from this. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, they've proven that this concept is doable, uh, but, but the, the big steps are still ahead of us. They need to, you know, shift their entire uh, facilities uh, and it, this will, you know, happen in different steps. Uh, and there's also a, a new competitor, uh, starting uh, uh, iron production using hydrogen uh, that we also should mention. Uh, they're called H2 Green Steel. Uh, so you, you can tell that, uh, you know, other, other actors are also, uh, you know, catching on. And I think this is something that, that we'll see a lot of uh, internationally as well. So it's a good thing. 
Yeah, yeah, really interesting. Um, and so we we also Bobble also works with both the public and the private sector. And you just mentioned also, you know, um, both public and private entities. Um, so how uh, how do you see public entities using the tool, and how do you see also the private entities using the tool? Yeah, so uh, we we do get. Uh, uh, quite a bit of feedback from from uh, users within the the public sector. Uh, for instance, uh, I, I had a call from uh, the transport analysis uh, agency a, a few weeks ago, and they have this project where they need to map uh, uh, Sweden's transition w- within the transport sector and, and uh, provide kind of a uh, a roadmap for for the the government to to act upon. Uh, and they said they've been using uh, Panorama as, uh, uh, you know, a starting point to get an idea of, uh, you know, what's in place and how is it going. Uh, so so it, it serves its purpose for for agencies uh, and I suppose replaces the, the need to read all these PDF reports because, I mean, there were actually a few people. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the idea. And uh, I suppose there were actually a few people reading those PDF reports, uh, you know, regla- regardless of what you think. Uh, I'm one of them, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, so far, uh, the interest from the private sector uh, has not been as prominent uh, as we could hope. Uh, so we're, we're working on that and we've uh, recently introduced ourselves a bit on, on social media and, you know, doing, uh, what, what's it called? Um, uh, we, well, we pay to, to get advertisements on LinkedIn and, and stuff like that. To, and to you're raise doing it. the Bubble podcast. Yeah, so. sure. This is also <laughs> one, of those, uh, one of those things I want to spread the word uh, so, so we, we already see a bit of, of effect on it. I think this this autumn we've had uh, twice the number of, uh, of users per week uh, compared to in the spring. So, uh, well, that's something. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 uh, that's great. And is there any way, like, for private how uh, private people that you want to involve more? Is there any way for them to collaborate with you or to get more involved? Sure. So we have this board of editor uh, consisting of myself as the project manager uh, and also representatives from uh, the Environmental Protection Agency and the Energy Agency, and. Uh, uh, we we all uh, we all look out for for what's going on out there. That's not, you know part of our uh, of our work. Uh, so a few weeks, for instance, I got a, an email from uh, a guy, a random guy. I don't know who it was, <laughs> <laughs> but he said, "Have you been looking into geothermal energy and how that can be applied, you know, within the district heating?" And I said, "Well." uh we've we've probably thought about it but we haven't really looked into it so i set up a meeting with uh st1 which is one of the biggest uh, fuel suppliers in sweden because uh, i know they've had done, they, they've had quite a lot of research done on this uh, in finland uh, and also in sweden to some extent uh to, to, you know to to get some information on um, what do you think the the outlooks for for this uh, transition is, uh, you know, does it have potential? And if so, how big is that potential? Uh, you know, to gather some information from from the 
the private sector on uh, you know what they think the outlook's like so that's you know just one of those examples of how we work uh, together uh, with, uh, with with the private sector to you know in- increase the the quality of of the content of panorama yeah, wonderful. Um, and where do you see the project going in the future across Europe, across the world, in every city? Um, do you see it in that large of a scale or what do you see for the future? Yeah, well, that's a good question. I think it would it would be interesting to get get a reply from Climate View as well because they're they're the software provider, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean this this is something that that could well be uh, quite useful for for cities and municipalities as well. Uh, we see a great interest of that in Sweden, but also in in other countries. Uh, I know that Climate View are launching themselves in uh, uh, Germany and the UK, and also in the US, uh, and uh, I think also in Asia. Uh, so their idea is, you know, this tool uh, should not just provide. Uh, a means to present a roadmap, but also a tool uh, that can help you create the roadmap uh, uh, by incorporating uh, uh, agent modeling uh, for all these transition elements or transitional solutions. Uh, So you can uh, uh, kind of make your own uh, scenario or your own roadmap on how to transform to a carbon neutral society or whatever your c- climate targets are. Uh, and their idea is also to, to incorporate uh, other effects such as, uh, you know, health uh, and also financial effects. So uh, if you look at, for instance, uh, uh, investing in electric cars, uh, right? Uh, that's, I mean, it's it's a bigger investment from the start because you have, you know, the car that costs probably a little bit more at this point still uh, than than a regular car. And uh, you also have to think about the infrastructure for charging and stuff like that. Uh, but but in the end game, uh, it will be uh, financially feasible because uh, you know the the fuel is so expensive that. You know, it works out. Everyone knows that now. But uh, their idea is that the tool should provide this um, financial report on different transitions and and how they will uh, how they will impact uh, the budgets uh, and stuff like that. So that's uh, that's quite an interesting development for for many uh, cities, I think. Yeah, it's it's also been quite interesting for us to see in our work because you know we've we've done some of this road mapping with cities, um, notably in the city of Belfast, for example, um, where mm-hmm. we did a smart district roadmap with them. And um, it's so crucial that the cities are really getting all the information and really being provided with all these tools to really uh, see where they progress in the future um, and to actually see implementable steps. Right, not just these goals are great right 2045 um Mm -hmm. but really how exactly do are we going to get there and for every city it's going to be different for every country it's going to be different how they actually get there so um yeah really important to have all this in front of us at this time so i think so yeah (laughs) um and are there really any i guess negative consequences or maybe barriers to using panorama uh 
Oh, that's a tough question. I mean, <laughs> we, we've. <laughs> I I like to think that we've we've been doing the hard work. Uh, yeah. You know, developing these models for for how uh, you know the impacts of different uh, transitions can be quantified and measured, uh, and we've also identified you know what are what are the central uh, transitional elements that that are required. So I think when when you get to the table now uh, and want to implement something like this, uh, you're you're at a, you're at a better point than, than we were starting out uh, you know three years ago uh, what we had were you know these uh, reports I mean we had some really uh, I mean some really good and worthwhile reports on how the transport sector should transform to carbon neutrality there, there were you know reports on that but they were 2,000 pages long uh, so uh what we've done is kind of boil it down and i think uh, that will that will be useful to to other actors and i suppose you do have to have a little bit of data you have to have uh, a little bit of uh, uh you know basic knowledge of, of what your city looks like uh if you, if you want to implement this as a city uh so you need to know your population obviously you need to know what businesses you have uh, what kind of activities are undertaken in your town? How much uh, traveling is done, and how much is is done by cars, bus, trains, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know all of, all of these things. <clears throat> uh, but uh, what climate you have found is that uh, you can uh, you can make a pretty good uh, assumption based on uh, the national. Uh, uh, mean or average economic activities. So, for instance, for Sweden, if you apply uh, the general uh, the general activities based per capita on, on a smaller municipality or something like that, you'll find that it's actually pretty close to to what the situation looks like there. So we're not that different. You know, we're not that unique. I mean, so, some some cities in Sweden would be unique. For instance, Uxelösund uh, in in the county where I live, uh, they ha- they ha- they happen to have an iron manufacturing uh, facility. Uh, so you know that kind of throws a shadow on everything else they do because nothing else is even worth looking at if you compare it to that because it's such a huge point of of uh, emissions. Uh, so I mean, there there are. There are circumstances where where it's uh, definitely important to to look to look into the actual data, but uh, you know the, the challenges are are pretty much equal, I'd say. Uh, so yeah. yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, thanks for giving us all that insight. And I'm sure um, if people have more questions as well, they can reach out to you directly. We'll link all that in the show notes as well as the tool. Everyone should have a a nice look around it. It's quite compre- comprehensive and I really enjoyed getting to know it a bit better as well. So, um, and with that being said, if it's all right with you, we can set, go into a little bit of a fun segment. Roll with the punches. Answer this or that questions quickly and with your first instincts. Right. You can explain your answer afterwards, though, so don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try my best. Sounds fun. Okay, ready? Okay. Gothenburg or Malmö? Ooh, Malmö, I think. Okay. Uh, Wind energy or solar? 
wind. <laughs> Planning or implementing? Implementing. Okay, good. Do you want to give any explanation for your answers? <laughs> uh, I don't know. The, the thing with, with Gothenburg is that it always rains there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Every Something time to I'm there, forward. it rains. And when I've been in Malmö, it's been sunny and it's been warm and it's been nice and they have the best falafel in Sweden. Oh. Yeah. Something That's to good to know. Okay. Yep, definitely. And with wind power, I suppose, I, I, I used to sail a lot when I was younger. So I've always liked, you know, wind. It's always fascinated me. Cool. Yeah. Um, and why do you like, to, you like to implement more than plan or is that just, uh, you think it's more effective? Um, I'm one of those people that get restless when I feel I don't do anything. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I really like to get to work rather than plan. And I'm much more of a, of a you know, plan as you go uh, kind of person. I suppose that's why when I first got into this Panorama project, uh, it was kind of my first glimpse into the world of agile projects, because uh, this was all done, you know, in very quick sprints, and we, uh, you know, developed ideas and went to, you know, uh, development and coding and uh, to products or or implementations within, you know, weeks. Uh, so I really enjoyed that way of working, uh, rather than, you know, spending five months, uh, planning and, uh, you know, looking at process flow charts and, you know, that, that just, I mean, I like that too, uh, but it kind of bores me not to get anywhere. You know? that's, yeah. Yeah. It's that's a nice feeling me. to do stuff actually. Yeah. I feel like you're creating something. It's, it's just the best thing I think. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, and so now we have one, uh, well, really one last question for you. Um, and it's a question that we're asking everyone. Okay. Um, and there's no right answer, of course, because everyone has a different view. Um, sure. But in your opinion, what is a smart city? Ooh, good question. Uh, I feel like I should have a really good answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like I should, and it changes every time I'm asked it. So <laughs> Right. I mean, it depends on your mood and how you got to work today or, you know, what your issues or struggles are at the minute, right? Yeah. But I think a smart city is uh, a city that, uh, that uh, has a, a clever way of uh, providing the necessary uh, things for people and uh, the environment so for instance it should provide uh, good uh, reliable clean uh, efficient transportation like public transportations that are mm -hmm. uh, you know nice and affordable and uh, don't pollute uh, and it should also you know be possible to walk or bike because uh, uh, i mean those are heavily underused means of transportation in sweden i think uh, I love biking myself, uh, mm. and it, it's also a good idea to have uh, to have a good uh, way of heating your your houses. Uh, I mean, that's obviously a big part here in Sweden because it's cold half of the year. <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah. what time is your sunrise and sunset right now? Oh, has the <laughs> sun know? risen yet? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it has. It does rise okay. somewhere after nine now, and. I think now at four o'clock, it's it's pretty much dark. <laughs> yeah, that's. But um, it gets worse. 
yes for another yeah. month yeah but that, that's the thing it's, it's just a smart city is a, is a city that does things cleverly and uh, i mean most importantly i guess it allows people to thrive and be happy mm-hmm. yeah yeah i agree i think it's it's all about you know using what we have and knowing when to use technology and when not to i guess mm-hmm. also. that's a good point yeah um but that also goes into the clever part that you said i think just um having this holistic view of how we uh, provide services to really make it all about the citizens and how they're thriving and mm. functioning in life so i think yeah. that's that's the most boiled down kind of way i can express it <laughs> good <laughs> provide what people need and do it cleverly yeah <laughs> That's that's a good wrap up. I think that yeah. should be the also the title of this episode or something. Sure, um, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah. So uh, with that being said, I won't take up too much more of your time unless you have something else that you want to um, you hit on that you feel like we didn't get a chance to talk about. Now would be the time. Anything? Oh, oh you put me in the spot. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I just, um, I, I think it's fun that, that this gets uh, a bit of uh, attraction internationally uh, because, you know, initially uh, the Panorama project was aimed uh, at the Swedish population and, and mm-hmm. you know, Swedish users. Uh, and only just before this summer, I think we launched an English version uh, of the tool. Uh, so it's it's a fairly new thing that we have an Engl- English translation uh, and we're happy to see that it gains a bit of interest. So. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. Um, And yeah, thanks so much for your time to talk to us about it. I think it's a really, really interesting uh, project. And I I invite everyone to go and take a look. Um, We'll also post about it on all of our channels as well and make sure that um, we're getting the word out about it as well. And to all of our listeners, if you want to learn more about projects and real-life implementations in smart cities in Europe and beyond, you can find more information on babel-smartcities.eu and be part of our community by signing up for free. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you at the next stop on the journey to a better urban life. Do you have any recommendations for when I'm in Gothenburg, even if it's rainy? Yeah, bring an umbrella. (laughs) That's a good one. Hey, that works. Bring an umbrella.